it's just really like educating and explaining to the patient and to the people that I talk to all the time, like, well, I'm coming in for pelvic floor pain. Why are you treating my neck? Yeah. But then they get the symptom relief and they stand up and they're just like, oh, I see now. And I'm like, yes. Welcome to Fit as a Fiddle. My name is Dr. Sneha Ghazi, and I'm a physical therapist and business owner in New York City. Each episode, we bring you phenomenal guests in the health and wellness industry who share inspiring tips and tangible advice. This podcast is for a community of people who want to keep their mind, body, and spirit healthy and thriving. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, review, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our next episode. Today, we have Kaylee Garrett Zimmerman. She's an amazing human being. She is in Tampa Bay, Florida, and she has her own PT business in pelvic health, Fem Empowerment Advocacy. She has an amazing online presence and an amazing physical presence, too. It's great to be around her and just feel her energy. So I'm really excited to have her on board today to speak a little bit about pelvic health and why it's important. Welcome, Kaylee. Thank you so much for having me on. I love getting on podcasts when people say nice things about me. (laughs) It always makes my day better and I feel good about myself. And then here we are. (laughs) Well, there you go. There you go. So tell us a little bit about um, how you started your business and what it's about and give us a little bit more background. Yeah. So I started women's health physical therapy because I had my own um, pelvic dysfunction, really. I had pain with intercourse and I also had stress incontinence. So I leaked every time I would jump and run and laugh and sneeze. So I started my practice because I wanted to offer the empowerment and the advocacy that the women or that I did not have at all. So I created it myself. And that's why I have my name, Fem Empowerment and Advocacy, because I feel it's so important for us to just be able to find a healthcare professional like a pelvic PT that is able to offer all of the choices and all of the options and give you the education that you deserve and be able to offer that space to talk about the things that nobody else is talking about, which is why I have just really tried to expand onto social media. I know a lot of people come to me and they're just like, how can you talk about masturbation online? And I'm like, well, (laughs) I talk about it all the time. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just really my goal is to just get out there and really tell people about what things are going on and why you're experiencing the problems you're having and that it's okay to talk to me about them. Yeah. And I started my practice just around again, all of the things that I didn't have when I was going through this issue And so I, and all my patients will tell you the same, that I offer the ability to just talk about it and to just let it go and let it out and actually deal with the issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And we're so happy to have you um, be such a force of nature in the women's health world. I saw that post and I was like, like even me who works in pelvic health, I was like, oh, I want to read this. Yeah, great. Yes, go, (laughs) And it's so important because it's just, even just saying the word vagina, I'm just like, People literally cringe when I say that word out loud. And I'm like, are you guys kidding me? This is an anatomical term. (laughs) And now don't get me wrong. I grew up in a household where you did not talk about sex. You did not talk about vaginas. Nobody knew I started my period in my household because you were not able to talk about those things. And so it's really kind of funny. And all my friends and all my siblings coming out from where I, how I grew up and being where I am now, Yeah. <laughs> like my siblings be like, listen, you have nieces and nephews. Do you really want to be posting that? And I'm like, yes, they yes. need to know about it. Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> so it's just of really course. funny. But yeah. I, I, I definitely am an eye catcher on social media now. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. And I love everything about that. So 
I know that, you know, stress urinary incontinence and mm-hmm. you know, urge as well. And dyspareunia is kind of your niche population. Mm-hmm. Do you want to speak about, you know, one of those topics in detail for our audience today? So kind of just delving into what exactly does that mean? How does it present? And some of the yeah. things that you do to work with people. Yeah. So there's a lot of different diagnoses that I see, but the biggest ones I see are stress incontinence or urinary incontinence. And then I see um, pain with intercourse. I say that because I can't pronounce the actual medical term very well. I always, <laughs> I'm from Tennessee, so I don't try to say big words. And the third one that I see, which I've gotten a huge influx of recently, which has been really cool, is diastasis recti. Yes. Um, but the stress incontinence is really when you're losing urine and it's kind of out of your control in a sense when you're coughing, laughing, running, sneezing, jumping. And in my population, it's with double unders specifically or running. Yeah. So it's just the loss of urine. You can't control it. It's coming out of the bladder when you add something like that that has pressure. And it can cause so much embarrassment. My patients will come in and they will be like, look, I did 50 double unders, but I have to wear black leggings and I have to bring a change of clothes. And then I have to go to work afterwards. And I'm always afraid I smell and I'm always afraid it's going to happen again. Or we pee, peeing with sneezing. That's also stress incontinence. And so Mm -hmm. it's just, we've got to be able to kind of take through the whole assessment and figure out what's causing that. Because surprisingly, a lot of us leak urine and we're automatically like, oh, I need the Kegel, squeeze my vagina. It's not always the case. I typically find it's always the opposite. We need to learn to relax and control the relaxation and the lengthening Mm -hmm. of the pelvic floor versus tensioning. So it's, it's really kind of that reassessment of the breath work and that reassessment of the core and how are we connecting and coordinating everything with our deep core system and how are we doing that with exercise versus how are we doing that on a normal daily basis. So it's yeah. really taking into account all of that. And my treatment approach is really different from most people because yeah. I have a really large and strong orthopedic manual therapy background. So I take you through all the functional, normal mobility, strengthening, stretching, all of that, and make sure all of that looks good before I get into the pelvic floor even, because it all has to be aligned with each other and it all has to be able to properly function together or we're missing the piece. Yes. Big reason why pelvic PT is so important for every person, men and women. I don't typically treat men, but it's so important for everyone because it's the missing link in my opinion. Because yes. if you go to a general physical therapist because you've had 20 years of low back pain and nobody asks you if you have prolapse, mm-hmm. you have back pain. <laughs> or a diastasis. Or a diastasis, exactly. Yes. So it's just, it's the missing link and it's that education that patients deserve and that they need. And it's that education that we spend as clinicians hours and hours and tons of money on learning and just trying to figure out how to connect all of the dots. And I've, I'm so excited that it's like finally to that point for me because I can see things that I never was able to see before. So yeah, it's been really cool. But stress incontinence is the biggest one that I see. I would say right now, diastasis is my second one. I see that a lot, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because again, I work a lot in CrossFit gyms. Um, diastasis recti is the separation of the core muscles. And so the middle part of your stomach can't hold the muscles together anymore, which unfortunately allows the organs to move into places that they shouldn't be moving and they move around and forward and it puts pressure everywhere. And it's all kinds of crazy stuff. So same thing though, is going back to feeling, how are you coordinating your pelvic floor with your diaphragm and your deep core? And how are you doing that with a squat versus a deadlift? And how are you doing that with running versus sitting and all of these types of things? So, yeah, I can go on forever about this. (laughs) No, this is great. This is great. It's getting people to understand the importance of public health because 
I think a lot of the stigma is that it's something that only certain professionals do. I can't tell you how many times I get patients who have pelvic pain or pain with sex and I'm treating their cervical spine. Yeah. If you think about it, your cervical spine, your neck muscles, all of the deep flexors in the front of your neck and everything, they actually develop with the pelvic floor muscles when you're baby and when you're forming. So it makes a lot of sense that they're connected. And it's like yeah. being able to connect all of these things and vocal cords walking, like working on speech and diaphragm and then pelvic floor and then adding all of these things in. It's all related. I treat spine all the time. I treat neck pain, TMJ, pelvic pain. It's all related. Now, it's just like, <laughs> it's just really like educating and explaining to the patient and to the people that I talk to all the time, like, well, I'm coming in for pelvic floor pain. Why are you treating my neck? Yeah. But then they get the symptom relief and they stand up and they're just like, oh, I see now. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just one of those. I'm a very hands-on person, um, but I actually, with going online, have learned a lot of the education and communication points too. And I'm still able to get people better. And I think that's been really cool to see in myself and in my own practice, you know, because it's just, I can reach so many people now, which is awesome. And I get so excited about that every day. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's hundreds of thousands of people just in the state of Florida. Yes. <laughs> and you know, you can reach them all just by throwing words out there and starting to educate and not being afraid to talk about it because I'm not one that's afraid to give free information because if you Google it, you're going to get the wrong information most of the time. So it's yeah. just, you know, building that trust and, and realizing why things are connected like that. So yeah, absolutely with an orthopedic lens. And then I dive into to more specifics, but it has to do so much with nutrition and hormones and all of that. Like yes. pelvic floor is just a whole new, it, it's its own niche and it's a lot of education and it's just a lot of good stuff though that can't be missed. Yes. And this is just like an introduction. There's just so much more that we could really delve into. We could probably just sit here and talk about it for like 12 hours and just keep going, oh, yeah. keep going because it's, it is, it's a, it's a world of information and there's so much research that's happening now more than there was 50 years ago, mm -hmm. which is great. There are more courses that are available for um, physical therapists and other healthcare professionals. And it's getting out there. I mean, it's not, it's not quite, I, I think, you know, this too, it's not quite where we'd like it to be at, but it's, which is why we do, we both do the work that we do. Yeah. But I think that there's a little bit of a push and, you know, also understanding that there's not a one-stop, one-shot fix all. Like the answer to every question is not do your Kegels. It's just a bizarre thing to say, just do Kegels and everything will be fine. Because that's just like saying, oh, you have a labral tear, just do squats. Mm. everything will be fine, which isn't the case either. So I think what you said about lengthening and full range of motion, I say that to my patients all the time, you know, you need full range of motion in your pelvic floor. You need to be mm -hmm. able to fully contract, fully relax and everything in between to be able to fully function. Cause it's just like your bicep. Is it going to be fully functional if you can only lengthen or if you can only curl? No, you have to be able to do every range of motion to have function. So yeah. you just can't see it as much. So people get a little scared because it's an intimate spot, right? But I yep. think you're, the work that you do and putting up the posts that you do is a great asset to our profession and our field. And, you know, we thank you for everything that you are and everything that you, you. are putting out there. <laughs> I just am hoping to reach the women who are suffering and they're afraid to talk about it because it's not regardless. I know a lot of people, the stigma out there is that, oh, it's just a little incontinence. It's normal. It's fine. I don't know that people that haven't experienced incontinence, and I don't know that a lot of people in America or anywhere really understand the detrimental mental and emotional aspect that that can actually cause for a woman, regardless of if she's been pregnant or had babies at all. I haven't had children yet. And I've had stress incontinence and I didn't tell anybody for eight years. I just mm -hmm. told you, you know, it's just, yeah. it's something that we've got to get over the stigma of it being 
that way. It's not normal ever at any age, not even in your 80s or your 90s, not if you have twins, not if you had three babies, not if you've had 15 babies, it's never normal. So it's just, there's help out there and, and we're out there just trying to help these women. And I think that it's really, really cool to see the push and the movement that has been happening the past several years and to be a part of that. So it's been really fun to watch. Yes. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. And again, for all the work that you do, um, give us a, your social media handle and your website so people know how to contact you and reach out to you. Um, because yeah. I think that it's worth checking her stuff out, guys. Definitely give her a ring. And she's, she's great at responding to. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Um, my website is femempowered.org, F-E-M-M-E-M, power.org. Again, the F-E-M-M is fierce, empowered, motivated, and meaningful. That's what that stands for, because those are the, all, all of the things I want my patients to feel about themselves when they work with me. You can find me on Facebook. Kaylee Garrett Zimmerman is my personal. I have a business page, Dr. Kaylee Zimmerman, Fem Empowerment Advocacy. They're both linked, though. So if you add me on Facebook, you can see my business page from there. And then my Instagram is um, postpartum underscore physio. So I love, love, love Instagram. I'm working on revamping my YouTube channel right now as well, which is also Dr. Kaylee Zimmerman. Um, and they're all, like I said, any platform that you go on on my social media, there is access to all of my different links. So you will be able to find me everywhere, uh, which is awesome. So Very accessible. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing everything that you do. And um, I will definitely link everyone to this as well. And we'll hope to have you again sometime soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone gained a lot of new information out of this episode. Please subscribe and review the show. It means the world. I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode.